When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PFF NFL Daily today discussing two and two teams because that's where we are here four weeks into the season almost half the league is two and two there's eight teams in the AFC seven in the NFC so Sam I want to unpack who the good teams are both currently and going forward you know who should we believe in among these two and two teams so let's get right into it half the league it's it's the season of mediocrity right now so who are the best two and two teams that we should be looking for to uh, make an impact well, that's the question I wanted to ask is, you know, what are the criteria? Are we looking at the best teams right now or are we looking at the best teams to actually potentially win a Super Bowl later on down the road? Because I think those are two slightly different questions. I, I kind of feel like they're the same thing, but OK, a part of me wants to say, OK, which teams are going to come out of it? Right. Which teams do we expect to be there at the end, which for me might be just the teams I believed in before the season. Right. I'll stick with my priors. But, you know, there's new information out there, too. You know, which two, which of these two and two teams are for real right now? Who should we believe in? So a little bit of both, however you want to however you want to break it down, Sam. Well, let me let me illustrate the differences in my eyes. I think that right now, this second, the San Francisco 49ers are probably the best two and two team in the NFL, Um, not just because of what they did on Monday night against the Rams. Obviously, they were dominant in that performance. Their their defense is maybe the best in the NFL, number one in EPA per play. Nick Bosa was an absolute superstar against the Rams, but we know that offense is good enough to win games um, with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, particularly as long as all he has to do is just pitch the ball out to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and let those guys go ham with the ball in their hands. So the 49ers are a really good team right now, but come January, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might be a better side. Like the fact that they are struggling, quote unquote, to a 500 record right now, I don't think as a result of them being a lot worse than we thought they were. I think it's a result of the players that we thought they'd have haven't been there. Like, they've been dealing with injuries to every single wide receiver of consequence. They've been dealing with injuries on the offensive line. Okay, you know, one or two of those relative to sort of preseason expectations are long-term injuries, but they might have all of those players back by the playoffs. You know, even Ryan Jensen, I don't think, has been officially shut down for the season. You know, he might be back in the lineup come January when the Bucks expect them to be making the playoffs and going on this final, you know, last dance hurrah for Tom Brady. So right now, I think the 49ers are a better team than the Bucks. But yeah. come, come the second week of the playoffs, I don't know that that's true. Yeah, I mean, those are two of the teams I would highlight it. I think as far as the, the 49ers, the new information at hand is that their defense is legit. 
you know, number one in EPA per play allowed. And as you said, with Jimmy Garoppolo, the playmakers, I think the 49ers will be there in the end, especially if that defense is as good as it's been or that much better than it's been in previous years. With the Bucks, I also agree because it's not it's it's the players, but also the schedule. You know, the Bucks played the Cowboys in week one with Dak, beat them pretty handily, but we're gonna look back at that win and say that's a pretty good win. They beat the Saints, who don't have a great record, but the Saints are they're a good tough team. And then you the Bucks lose to the Packers and lose to the Chiefs. Those first four games are as tough as it gets, I think, are across the NFL. So the Bucs coming out of there 2-2 two and two with all their injuries, I do expect them to be there in the end as well, as long as they stay healthy, right? I, I don't know how much Julio Jones is going to stay impact the team or how healthy Chris Godwin's going to stay, but if they do get healthier, I, I, again, I do agree that the Bucs are going to be there. So the Bucs and 49ers were two teams I wanted to highlight. AFC-wise, I know we, we compliment the Ravens quite a bit here, but I think there's some of the the same reasons there they're two and two they're coming off a tough game against buffalo and they lost to miami who again i think is a is a good team right they played some good teams i think the ravens are right up there among the best two and two teams the entire afc north is is filled with two and two pretty much and you can look at those kind of those results in a couple of different ways like the ravens two losses are they came to two very good teams, but they're also two of the biggest comebacks that we've ever seen. Like the 17 point comeback to the Bills, who might be the best uh, team in football. And I forget what the points differential ended up being against Miami, but it was like the largest comeback in the NFL in 12 years. Now, on the one hand, you say, well, they were way up on two of the, big, the best teams in the NFL. And then the other way of looking at it is, well, how did they collapse so completely and totally against two teams or two games that they should have had one? I I tend to say, or I tend to think from the long-term point of view that it's a good thing that they were in that position against two very good teams in the first place. Um, And again, there's always a little bit of priors at work here, but I think the, the Ravens are showing that they are a good team going forward, and they've been dealing with their share of injuries as well. So I think Baltimore is definitely a team that is good from this group. And then the other one I think is worth highlighting are the Chargers um, because we expected them to be very good. And they have dealt, been dealt with some real injuries. But, you know, it's one game. But, but last week's performance from their sixth-round rookie, Sawyer at left tackle, I think has the potential, I don't want to say to save their season, but the drop from Rashawn Slater to Storm Norton at left tackle is like a prohibitive you-can't-be-good kind of drop-off, you know? That's how big that that collapse would be based off what we saw last week, which was zero pressures allowed against a pretty good pass rushing team in Houston. Sawyer might be good enough that it's not catastrophic. And actually Justin Herbert back there can still get stuff done with a passable left tackle instead of a great left tackle and Slater. So I think the chargers might still absolutely be alive to be a good team and a still a contender. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. It's code PFF. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
Yeah, Sam, again, that's like my priors again. I, I agree on the Chargers. I, I still think they have the pieces to be dangerous, starting with the quarterback and Justin Herbert. And the Bengals are right there as well. I know we want to highlight the best two and two teams, but I think there are certain teams around the league who can, who, who should feel good about themselves. They'll still be okay. And in the mix at the ends, the Bengals are right there because they have the pieces, right? Like we've sat here and broken down, Hey, the Bengals, Joe Burrow's got to get rid of the ball quicker. Can't take as many sacks, all these different things that were going wrong for the Bengals, but they have the pieces to fix it, right? Joe Burrow is still a very good quarterback, just like Justin Herbert's a very good quarterback. The Bengals have all their playmakers to you know to throw the ball to and their offensive line is actually improved over last year so i think the bengals uh, much like the ravens in the afc north chargers in the afc west i think they come out of this and, and we you know forget some of the slow starts that they had maybe i'm a little bit concerned about the bengals still um Ooh. the team though that i would like, the browns the browns are two and two they're still a very good team and at some point on the horizon Deshaun watson is supposedly going to come back into the starting lineup and you know upgrade like okay there might be a, ro- a rocky transition. You know, we might see a game or two of rusty Deshaun Watson where he isn't the same player that we saw him the last time he was on the field. He's been out for a long time. But if the Browns can get to the end of the season and make it to the playoffs, with the talent that they have on this team, they should be a contender. Like I, I think we sort of we wrote them off very readily because of how many games they were going to have to get through with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. But number one... Brissett has played pretty well at quarterback, by and large. And number two, the rest of the AFC looks weaker than we thought it would be. So all of a sudden, the pathway is actually there for Cleveland to just kind of get through to the postseason and make it. And then it's Deshaun Watson presumably playing at at a high level and capable of taking this team somewhere. If we're going to be making excuses for other teams because of injuries, I, I think a big part of the reason the Browns lost to the Falcons was not having Miles Garrett, not having Jadavian Clowney, all the injuries that they've had up front on that defensive line. It's part of the game, but you know, this, I don't have data to back it up right now, but it does feel like the injury impact this year for certain teams at position groups, right? We've talked about teams that are down to their third and fourth string left tackle, or you see the Browns down their top defensive ends. Position groups are getting hammered right now across the NFL wide receiver groups, the whole thing. I think that's having a huge impact. It's not just a few injuries. It's all saturated at certain positions. I want to ask this, though. Another 2-2 two and two team coming off a bad loss. Los Angeles Rams coming off the loss to the 49ers. Are they in trouble? You know, they had bad losses last year and won the Super Bowl. But is this offensive line, some of the youth there, going to be a huge problem for the Super Bowl champs? I think it probably is. Um, I mean, I've been saying for a long time that the Los Angeles Rams – their offense seems to be so incredibly tightly correlated to how well the offensive line is playing and has been through the entirety of the Sean McVay era. Um, when their offensive line's been great, they've been a dominant Super Bowl force type of team. When it's been bad, they look like they do this year. The last time it was as bad as it is this year was 2019 when they went 9-7. and seven. So this is entirely plausible that the Rams' offensive line this year is prohibitively bad and will lead them to stumble to that kind of record. They're not, the team overall isn't going to stink because there's too much good at there. There's too much talent. There's too much star power. It's too well coached. But the offensive line is so problematic right now that it's going to prevent them from being good enough to, you know, to be a, a contender to retain their championship. 15 teams around the NFL sitting at 2-2 two and two through four weeks. Let us know who's the best 2-2 two and two team in the NFL. It's the PFF NFL Daily. 